Yeah, and you lose like uh, focus and on what the holiday is actually about. Like you don't even get to celebrate the holidays anymore. You're trying to celebrate the idea of the holidays almost. And trying when you're trying to make all these memories, you're like, does this really even matter to me or my kids? Like, and it comes down to it, my kids, the stuff that they remember, honestly, the stuff they ask for us to do every year is the little stuff. They say when a baby is born, so is a mother. But while you are there to help your baby grow into the person he or she is meant to be, who is there to help you? Many women feel lost and alone when they become mothers, wondering, who am I now? Sometimes it feels like the transformation from woman to mother is as radical as a caterpillar's transformation into a butterfly. Did you know that inside the chrysalis, the caterpillar literally turns into goop before it rearranges itself into a butterfly? This podcast is about the goop, what soul transformation looks like as you transition from being a woman to a mom. Your baby's growth matters, but yours does too. You're not alone. I'm your host, Brittany Ming. Welcome to the Motherhood Metamorphosis. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Motherhood Metamorphosis. I'm your host, Brittany Ming, and today we're talking to Sarah Springer. Sarah is an aspiring writer, mental health advocate, and mom to five. She is co-founder to Love Willow Foundation, a grassroots nonprofit organization that offers financial assistance for counseling services in St. Louis, Missouri. During the day, she works as a nurse practitioner, and in her spare time, she blogs under the name Rebel Housewife. So welcome back, Sarah. We had you on in season one, and I love talking to you as a fellow mom of five, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Hey, girl, save. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we are talking about holidays and really just keeping your mental sanity around the holidays and what it means to be a mom, because I feel like holiday stuff is like, you got your mom job, you've got your like actual paying job. And then the holidays is like another job. Like it's so busy and it's so intense. And honestly, a lot of times it's not that fun, even though we're like, let's be fun. <laughs> and it's just yes. like not. Yeah. Plus it's expensive. It's gotten a little out of control with how people have to be extra yes. <laughs> on making the memories. Yes. You know? So all yeah, the day I, job money you bring in at holiday season is. I know. Well, I think social media plays a lot with that because we see everybody's cute pictures online and we think, oh, that's adorable. Or I want to have those memories. Or yeah. these are the things that I did as a kid. So we have all of the social media pressure, all of the childhood pressure. And then like you're including your in-laws and then your parents and then like your actual family traditions. And it just can feel like it's crazy making. Yeah. And you lose like uh, focus and on what the holiday is actually about. Like you don't even get to celebrate the holidays anymore. You're trying to celebrate the idea of the holidays almost. And trying when you're trying to make all these memories, you're like, does this really even matter to me or my kids? Like, it's come down to it. My kids, the stuff that they remember, honestly, the stuff they ask for us to do every year is the little stuff. Like one thing that we do, like on Thanksgiving is I like to make a Thanksgiving breakfast. It's just like, I just like to make pumpkin muffins. And that's basically it, sausage maybe and some, or like a little sausage casserole or something like that. And like, other than that, I used to try to go big on that and then do like something special for like our lunch. And then we have the Thanksgiving dinner and then, 
you have like the next day celebrations because you're getting ready for Christmas the day after Thanksgiving. And like, it's just like spirals into this weekend where you're just like exhausted and not nobody's eating anything because nobody's hungry. <laughs> um, but you just keep doing all the things. And my kids, what they want, the only things that they really want to do, like on Thanksgiving is make the pumpkin muffins. And the only thing they want to do the day after is put up the Christmas tree. And like, when we really like looked at it and narrowed it down to like, what mattered to them and to me and what was important and what we actually enjoyed doing from what we were trying to do. It's just it's like the things that your kids are going to remember are not all the elaborate things that you do. It's just like the consistent tradition that you decide to make that you enjoy. And really like your kids enjoy what you enjoy. Right. So if you're not having fun with what you're trying to do during the holidays, they're not going to enjoy it. Everybody's just going to be stressed. Like we tried to do uh, um, Santa at Bass Pro Shop one year. It was right after my fifth was born. And I was just like, got to go sit on Santa's lap. We, we just have to this year. You know, I had to get a family picture of all five of everybody on Santa's lap and getting them dressed and out of the house. I just remember thinking this is going to like, this is the worst experience of my life. Like when I look at that picture that we did end up getting the picture, but I look at it and just like, not, it doesn't bring like, it doesn't spark joy. It doesn't spark a memory. It just sparks like, I'm like I remember my girls screaming because I had to brush their hair, trying to fight with them to wear like a Christmas themed shirt or trying to get them all in their little holiday stuff trying to get everybody in the car, trying to get everybody inside Bass Pro, like standing in line. Like it just was, I'm just like, for what? And did they even, we haven't sat on Santa's lap since and nobody cares. <laughs> You're like, never again. It was never again. It was, I mean, I was just like, this is not an experience that anyone has enjoyed. And like, it felt like it should be a big deal because I did it as a kid and everything but my kids don't even ask I mean there's a whole thing with that as they're getting older and everything with Santa but like nope my little ones don't even ask to sit on Santa's lap anymore they don't ask for like they just you like they don't care it's not a thing yeah <laughs> so I like how you brought up that you're like this is what I did as a kid because sometimes I think oh I want to recreate the things that were magical or special to me as a kid but those things are not magical or special necessarily to my kids and sometimes you work so hard to do the thing and then you're like, well, that sucked. And like, I'm not happy. I'm not getting the warm fuzzy. They certainly aren't getting this happy, rosy memory. And then everybody just ends up being disappointed and you're like, Christmas is the worst or like whatever you're trying to do because you just have this overwhelming feeling of disappointment because it didn't, the expectation did not meet reality. It never does. It never does. I try to stick with the stuff where like, even when we like do like the Thanksgiving breakfast every year in my head, I'm like, we're going to wake up. We're going to like, as a family, we're going to make the muffins. We're going to like, you know, smell the muffins while they're cooking. We're going to eat them. We're going to enjoy them, all this stuff. And every time it's us sitting at our middle counter and every child fighting about who gets to put in the next ingredient and who gets to stir and who, you know, and I'm just like, just let me do it so it can just get done so we can just eat these big things, you know? And like, even though it can be stressful, it's like, <laughs> we do still somehow enjoy it. I don't know. We still like the pumpkin muffins enough to do them again. But every year, the expectation and the reality never meet. So I've come to accept that it's going to be, you kind of have to match, lower your expectations. <laughs> meet the chaos that is real life. Yeah. The chaos that is like, expect that your kids are going to fight in like, 
come up with like a plan. So uh, now we like pre-assign, like you get to do the pumpkin, you get to stir 20 times, you get to put in the eggs, you get to, you know, like everybody has a thing that they do so that we just like try to limit the chaos. But well, when you yeah. have five kids, you have to dole it out because, you know, somebody doesn't get to crack an egg. Like that's the end of the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is. Yes, seriously. And the other kid could have cracked it better without getting shells in it. Yes. <laughs> They squeeze it and then it's like, no, no. Oh, the dang eggs. Yeah, for sure. So do you guys actually do Thanksgiving dinner or do you just do the pumpkin muffins and that's what works for you? No, we actually do end up doing a Thanksgiving dinner. I, but I don't cook it. Uh, My in-laws come over and like, um, I usually, I think I do like, what do I do every year? The sweet, oh, corn, uh, what's it called? Stuffing. And then the sweet potato casserole. Those are usually two things I'm in charge of. And then um, my in-laws end up doing everything else. And we just end, we just eat uh, dinner. And after the muffins, we just decide not to, we just snack, graze, whatever we want to do the other day. And then they come over with food and we eat and we talk and look at the Christmas ads and like that kind of thing. But we keep it as minimal as we can. Like, I don't try to wake up early on Thanksgiving to do anything. Like I tried to be like early riser and have everything ready for everybody before they'd wake up. And it took me a while to kind of find like my rhythm with it. And what I enjoyed about like I, about enjoying the breakfast type thing, but we just like sleep in, we wake up when we want to wake up, we cook when we want to cook, we eat when we want to eat, and then we have dinner with our in-laws and stuff. So just try to keep it as minimal. Yeah. Doing what works for you. So like this yeah. last year, doing what works for me, I we have not spent Thanksgiving with family because we're a military family. So we're, we move a lot and we were overseas the last few years. And honestly, like I have cooked a full Thanksgiving dinner you know, in my marriage, you know, like 10 to 12 times, like everything, like the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing. I don't usually make, I get a can of cranberry sauce because that's the best, you know, like yes. I am the cook in my family and I cook everything and it's so exhausting. By the end of the day, I'm like snapping at people. Yeah. The food is good, but like, do the kids like it? No, they don't. Like they yeah. want to eat like a roll. You got to force somebody to eat a bite of turkey. And you, then you're like, what was the point? And so this last Thanksgiving, I was like, I don't want to hear complaining. I don't want to cook all day. And I actually looked into um, getting like a catered Thanksgiving dinner. Cause we did that when we lived in England, uh-huh. but I couldn't find anything. So I was like, well, that stinks. I really just want somebody to cook for me. And I want to eat Thanksgiving yeah. food. So I couldn't find anything. Then I'm like, you know what? we don't have to eat Thanksgiving food. What if we just ate food that made everybody happy? Because that is like the gold star in my family that we can never reach is that there's food that makes everybody happy. Somebody is always unhappy every day. So I'm like, what would make me really thankful at Thanksgiving is that if everybody ate food. So I'm like, okay, what can we do? And so we did like appetizer day and we got like mozzarella sticks this is food like I never buy. It's like special. And we did like this special crack dip. That's like sage sausage and Rotel and cream cheese that my kids asked for. So we had chips and we had that dip and we had like our charcuterie board, which was special because I had never made one and the kids thought that was cool. And so like, we just had this food all day long and I just like cooked eventually like along and along I'm like okay let's put in jalapeno poppers okay anybody who wants to eat jalapeno poppers can eat them and so like that was my day and I just like relaxed and I cooked frozen food 
Because I normally like cook everything from scratch, like every single meal. And I'm like, I just want a day to relax. I don't want to be frantic. I do not want to be cooking all day long food that nobody wants to eat. And so I'm like, I'm going to do what makes me happy on Thanksgiving. And it doesn't have to be traditional. And we just oh my gosh. We watched TV all day and ate food. Yeah. And that was great. We actually, I have, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I have good memories of that day. I don't have a, yes. like, that, sure, we did the things, but now I'm like a grumpy mess and I don't want to see anybody and I don't want to eat the whole casserole list of stuffing that nobody else wants to eat. Exactly. You better bet they're going to ask to do that again this year too. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Sure. So I'm okay with that. And was it like, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's really hard to be like, I'm going to do something different because you think the tradition is so important to uphold, but really your mental health and happiness is more important than the tradition. For sure. And finding a tradition that works for you, because it's not the tradition of like the holiday, really like who says Thanksgiving has to be turkey and all that stuff. You know, the, the tradition is what you want it to be. Like we do that kind of thing every year for New Year's because I hate New Year's with a passion like there's just I don't enjoy going out I don't enjoy the idea of a new year a new you like I don't like any (laughs) like I'm just like anti everything every year what we do is just like frozen appetizers my kids get a couple little tootie horn things we like sing and dance my kids had like a little dance party this past year and then we go to bed nobody stays up till midnight like we just don't we do not stay up till midnight either and I'm like I am done with you at eight. Like every night, I'm just like, my patience has run out and you will go to bed. We will say happy with you in the morning. We have never let them stay. Or I think my teenagers maybe stayed up now till midnight, but like, I'm not staying up. I'm like, you can ring in the new year by yourself in the basement. But like, I'm done. (laughs) Peace out. And I know other families, they enjoy like having their kids stay up and like drinking sparkling grape juice or whatever you want to do but I'm like that sounds awful like that is not for me (laughs) I know I know we've tried the sparkling grape juice and I think I tried for like three or four years to get them to drink sparkling grape juice because I was like this is a thing we have to do on New Year's and I threw the whole bottle away I pour a glass they say this is disgusting and then the whole thing gets thrown away and I'm like really why do I keep doing this why do I keep insisting nobody like you said nobody enjoys it nobody likes it so I that's what we do on our New Year's is we just get something everybody likes and just a big old bread of food and we watch movies that's my thing mm-hmm. just veg out so yeah, definitely yeah. finding the traditions that work for you yes I think it's so important to be like what works for me and then also what does not work for me because yes. I think sometimes you can try things like sitting on Santa's lap and you're like okay that did not work for me I'm not going to do that again like do not do things that make you crazy like, yeah, just say no to that. And if it's like yeah. makes your anxiety rise and it makes you crazy, just be like, no, I'm going to protect my peace. And I think that includes like if you have to do Christmas at like four different relatives houses, like you don't have to do that. Like yeah. you can say we will go. We will have Christmas at our house. That is what we're going to do this year. If it makes you crazy to go to like aunt's house and then grandma's house and then mom's house and then dad's house, like that doesn't, you do not have to do that. Like you can say right. no and protect your peace. And if yes. people want to see you, they can come on December 26th, you know, or like you can spread it out or whatever it may be that like makes you happy. That is what you can do. Yes. That is okay. 
Yes. Yes. Give yourself permission to do the things that like spark joy for you and for your family and that work out. Because I think a lot of us too get caught up in like, cause there's not that many weeks I feel like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but there's so much going on, you know, and then you have the breakfast with Santa's and then you have uh, like sitting on Santa's laps and then the Christmas shopping on top of it. And then people want to bake cookies or have cookie exchanges and like all these things that, that you feel like you have elf, to elf on the shelf. In. Elf on the shelf. That freaking elf on the shelf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's turned into a hide and seek elf for us. And sometimes, sometimes he forgets to hide. <laughs> sometimes you hide him real well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like somebody really must have like gotten out of bed in the middle of the night or done something. But the elf had to stay put kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just so much. And not just like elf on this. I mean, it's just like people do. Have you seen the elaborate things they do with the elf? And stuff yes, I know? actually have never done an elf because that was always like the idea did not even work for me. It's not like I even tried it. It was like, that does not work for me. Yeah, so. like you knew. <laughs> yeah, you I knew. knew. Oh, my <laughs> I knew. Yes, yes, yes. Seriously. You just try to keep up with all the things going on and then you forget the spirit of the season and what it's really about. You don't enjoy it and... So yeah. just like, yeah, toning it down and giving, I had, I think we had to try a few Christmases where we did do all the things. And then it was just like, I hate this holiday season. Like it's not bringing me anything. And I don't think my kids are learning what it's about. And I think we're just getting lost in trying to do things that we're not actually taking time to slow down and be with each other and appreciate this, this what the season's really about and that kind yeah. of thing. So it takes a while, I think, to troubleshoot. Yeah. I think also for young moms, if you're just starting out, you think I want this, I want my kids to be, have this magical holiday. And if I don't do these things, they're going to have like bad memories of Christmas or I'm not a good mom. I think there's just like so much pressure to make Christmas magical, like a movie or something. I think we yes. get really a lot of social pressure from like movies or like yes. social media. I mean, we've already mentioned that to just, yes. to just be and do and also, I think sometimes that younger moms can jump the gun and say like, oh, I we want to do Elf on the Shelf when your child is like 18 months, you know, right? And Elf on the Shelf feels like something fun for you. Like that, that seems fun, but your kid's not quite into it yet. So then you feel yeah. like, oh, that was disappointing because they're not quite old enough. So sometimes you have to wait yeah. until they're like five and that yeah. can feel like a really long time if you want to do the fun things or you're like, we're going to decorate cookies, but your kid is two and it just yeah. ends up being like the hugest mess ever. And you're like, this was not good. But then yeah. when they're six or seven, like then it's fun, but you have to wait the seven yeah. years. So sometimes I think there's some patience involved where you're like this, I really want to do this, but I have to wait because otherwise I'm going to, you know, hate my life for, you know, two hours when we tried this or yeah. the five minutes where we tried this and it was yeah. Really good. Yeah. Or just have realistic expectations too. Like if you are like impatient or you just really want to get the ball rolling with all the experiences and stuff, just knowing like meeting your kid where they're at, meeting yeah. you where you are kind of thing and knowing that like, okay, this isn't, what are they actually capable of as a two-year-old when we, when I have this idea, you know, like maybe they could put the sprinkles on the cookies or, you know, like also modifying things to work for you and your family. But like, I think they like when people put a lot of stuff on social media that like 
they did all these things with their kids and then they show the pictures afterwards and it just looks like it's been such a fun time and it was such an age appropriate activity and then you go to do it and your expectations are up here and then you're just like wait a second this did not work out the way that it looks like it was going to like you just uh set ourselves up a little bit for disappointment i think you just have to know what our kids are capable of like what we are capable of. I'm so pleased to feature female business owners as sponsors of the podcast. Today's sponsor is wellness coach, Melissa Davis. I'm a nationally certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been doing this for 20 years. So overall, um, I do virtual personal training and I also do virtual uh, wellness coaching. So everything I do is either Zoom, email, phone calls, whatever works for that person. Um, So my motto and my mantra is always meet people where they are. Things that I do focus on weight management. I do stress management. I do sleep hygiene. So eating basic nutritional um, tips and ideas, not only just for moms, but for families. I'm a mom. I'm a single mom with two kids. I work two jobs. Like, I mean, like this is my real life, helping other moms who are maybe in the same boat. I would do a free 30 minute session. 30 minutes gives me the chance to really talk to them. That way they can tell me their story. Where are they coming from? Because when you look at wellness, this is not just exercise. It is not just eating right. It is not just stress management. It's the entire picture. Where can people find you if they want to contact you? M.Davis, that's D-A-V-I-S dot C-P-T at gmail.com. And that's probably the fastest way and bestest way to get a hold bestest. That was a new word. Bestest <laughs> way to get a hold of me. Um, and then that way um, they can ask questions. Um, I can get pricing information. What does a 30 minute session feel like? And just kind of be able to, you know, ask anything that they need to. Yeah. Sorry. Making it about like the, the memory and not about getting the perfect picture. So sometimes you can do the activity yes. and you're like, Oh, it was kind of fun but we didn't get any picture. And I think that that is really, we may think that's silly, but like that can be an area of disappointment too. Because if you want to like record it or like show your life or like that's an important part of your life, even if you're like, okay, I didn't do it for the gram, but somehow you feel disappointed because you didn't get a picture and showing people that you are a magical holiday mom. I think that can be an area of disappointment (laughs) too. Do you know what I, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, especially if it's like the one thing you do, you're like, this is the one thing I do with that. Like I've gotten into the habit of uh, when I take a picture, I just just grab my phone and just take one of whatever the moment looks like. Like I don't ask anybody to post for it. I don't ask anybody. Sometimes I'm like, hey, you guys want to look up and say cheese? And if they say yes, and sometimes I get a great picture and not. But then I just like, there's so many pictures I have where my kids are all looking at the camera and smiling. And I know that for a fact, I was being rude behind the camera and I was like can you just take this one picture for me so that we can have you know and now that I've started to really just like try to take more mental images like you know what I want to document the feeling in this moment so I'm going to take a picture exactly what we're doing right now those are my favorite pictures like I think also redefining (laughs) what we think is a good picture and what's gram worthy and Facebook worthy and you know, sometimes I think too, there's been a lot of, I don't know that we value privacy as much as maybe people have in the past. And I think that sometimes the less that I share online, the more that I enjoy it in real life. Mm. And I'm just like, you know, I think we should be able to have our traditions and our memories and maybe nobody needs to know that that's what we're doing. And we can Mm. just 
we could just do it and enjoy it and appreciate it and have it be like almost sacred, just like something that we can share amongst ourselves too. So I don't think, I think that also there's a pressure to share what we're doing and like, so we don't, we don't, you don't have to, nobody has to know <laughs> what yeah. you've done or what you're doing. No, that's really good. That's really, really good advice. I think it's also realizing that not every Christmas has to look like past Christmases because people go through different seasons. Like maybe you are pregnant at this Christmas or you're like, you're really sick and you're throwing up all the time, or you're at the end of your pregnancy and you're going to be due any day and you're just like exhausted Maybe you're caring for an elderly family member, or maybe you are going through like depression or, you know, or physical sickness or whatever it may be. And so you have to realize that like coming into a holiday, it may look different than past holidays and that's okay. I think that asking those questions beforehand, like what is going to work for me for this holiday and what is not going to work for me for this holiday so something that yes. my I've done for my kids is we've never done up on the shelf, but I do this like countdown to Christmas and I mm-hmm. made these little um, like envelopes. And so it's like a garland and we hang it and I put a little something in each one. And so sometimes it's just like a chocolate kiss and sometimes it's like a fun activity, like drink hot chocolate after school or watch a Christmas movie or things like that. So that's like 24 things I'm coming up with and that's something we've yeah. done for years. So it's it kind of a lot of pressure sometimes to think of the things, especially when we move a lot, because I'm like, okay, now we're in a new area. There's no train to ride at the mall anymore. You know, like that was something. Yes. But as I'm um, this Christmas, my husband is going to be deployed. So he's going to be gone. And this is the first time we've had a deployment over the holidays. And so I know that I'm going to be really tired this Christmas. Like I'm just going to be very fatigued. And so I'm like, maybe we're not going to do countdown to Christmas this year. Like maybe that's something that we don't do. Or if they really want to do it, maybe my older boys will take over that and do that tradition for the little ones. But I'm like, how can I preserve my energy and not be like, I have to do the things because otherwise it's not a good Christmas if I know that my energy is going to be very low. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to be capable of or not quite sure what it's going to look like yet, but I'm already anticipating like what is going to work for me, what is not going to work for me, and then figuring out what that means for our family. Yes. And then being okay with it, because I think that's hard to accept too. It's really important to take stock of where you are just in life and in your mental health and every, yeah, like you said, like every year and being like, what am I capable of this year? What can I conserve that's important to me? A tradition, like, even if it was like, you did a seven day countdown instead of a 24 day countdown, you know, like shortened it down or just whatever works for you. And then giving yourself permission that like, that is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the hardest part is that we give ourselves so much grief that we just have to push through and persevere when really we can just, meet ourselves where we are and be okay with that. Give ourselves that grace. Yeah. I think there's so much pressure. I think there's like some type of social or even mental reward that we give ourselves for pushing through to be like, well, I was exhausted and I was sick and I was doing all these things, but I pushed through it. I made this magical for my kids. And somehow that makes us a good mom. And I don't think that should be the narrative. I think that the narrative should be, I gave myself grace to say no And I enjoyed my kids and the activities that we did. And I was able to smile and not like snap at them. Like those are the things that we should be saying. 
that makes me feel like I'm being a good mom in that moment. Not that I did all the things and made it happen. So yeah. I think that that narrative needs to shift because there is so much pressure and so much guilt. And I think that we do it sometimes out of guilt and not like, this is what makes me happy as a person. Yes. In yes. My family. yes. And I think too, I've noticed like when I do things more from a place of like service. So like, even when I'm like making food, when I'm doing it and I'm angry about it, it just doesn't, it doesn't bring me that. And it just makes me resentful and angry. And like, if we try to like push through and persevere at some point, even if you made it through the holidays by doing that, you're going to have that crash where you come down and you can't maintain it anymore. And you're going to be resentful and angry. And like, I think if we look at what we're doing as no matter what it is, but we're doing it as a, out of service and out of love to our families and our kids, then we're going to have peace and joy. And they're going to have the same with that, you know, than if we're just like sitting there, because when I'm cooking and I'm mad, nobody's happy. <laughs> Nobody enjoys the dinner. Nobody enjoys the dinner time or the time together. But like when we do it and we're just like, you know what? This is like what I have to do tonight. Like I have to do a chicken nugget meal. Everybody's like, this is the best dinner we've ever had. You know, it's just like, it really comes from, I think, a shift in perspective and giving yourself grace and knowing that even if you push through and do the things and that feels maybe like productive and good to you, it, you're going to hit that hump where you're just like, you can't maintain it and it's all going to come crashing down. You have to really be aware of like your boundaries and your mental health and like what you really are capable of and be okay with it. <laughs> I can't, I feel like I can't stress the being okay with it enough because I think we feel like if we don't live up to the standard that we have created in our own heads of what it means to be a good mom and a good Christmas participants and all of that, that we are just, like you said, failures and like realizing that we can do less and get more out of it is very important to like maintaining your mental health. Yeah. Your sanity, your joy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I wrote down some key concepts and we talked about this before we met, but like realizing that you are a person in your family who deserves to feel peace and joy at the holidays. So yeah. if, if like we are serving our families, but we are also like serving ourselves and saying, Hey, like I matter in this scenario. So if like this activity ups my anxiety or makes me feel like my plate is too full, being okay with saying, wow, I'm going to choose not to do that. Or I'm going to choose to do something that makes me really happy, even if nobody else gets it. Or it makes yep. us it makes us happy. Another key concept is saying like everything is an option and nothing is a requirement. Absolutely. That can be so hard to swallow because everything feels like if we don't do something, we're failing. And I think that's motherhood in general, but it especially feels that pressure is especially hard at the holidays. Where yes, you, you have to do all the things or family pressure is on you or you put pressure on yourself or your yes. kids will be disappointed otherwise. And honestly, like we've had family meetings where we have decided like what we're going to do together. We say, okay, going into Christmas this year, going into Thanksgiving, like this is what we're going to do. But I've also said like, this is what we're going to do. What do you guys think? But I had the final word. 
<laughs> or my husband yeah. has the final word because I'm like, you know what? I'm the one putting this together. So I have to be the one too. I mean, my husband yeah. is not like holiday dad. Like I am the one making the magic at the holidays. So yeah. Um, yes. I, that, you know what I always think of too? The holidays are magical because they're the holidays. They're really not magical because of anything we do. It's really the feeling that you get. And I think just being able to honor that, like we just sit down when I watch Christmas vacation, that's like our, that's like my Christmas movie. That to me is that's all I need at Christmas. I just want to be able to watch Christmas vacation one time, sit down, enjoy it. It's the feeling that it gives me of the holidays. My kids like to be able to watch the Grinch. That's their thing. So when we sit down and we watch that together, that's like all we need to make the holidays magical. It doesn't need to be like, that's just for us. But like, if that's like making a certain cookie or, and the reason why I do pumpkin muffins at Thanksgiving is because I don't make pumpkin muffins any other time of year. So like, it's just that like one time that brings a feeling. And I think that that's really important to remember is you just want to be able to, you don't have to do anything. It's still going to be magical yeah. because the feeling that it brings, you know, and if we try to cover up that feeling with staying busy and doing all these things, I think that's when we really start to feel stressed. And like, it wasn't enjoyable because we didn't get to slow down and like experience it, you know? Yeah. I think it's also realizing like what your family temperament is because all four of my boys have ADHD. My husband has ADHD. And so like having everybody and in my family growing up, you sat around and everybody opened up one present at a time and opening presents took like an hour. And so that was what I thought Christmas morning was supposed to be like. And if everybody didn't sit still and watch your brother open the present, like we were somehow not doing things right. But like that was agony. And we just ended up like yelling at the kids all morning. And my husband, like he hates Christmas morning because he's like, he get really stressed out with like trying to make everybody do these things. So one year we did like, progressive Christmas and I'm like if somebody sends us a present in the mail we're opening it that day and like you can just enjoy it during the month of December and then yeah we we had the boys shop for each other like I don't know December 18th or something and then we wrapped them and then they opened them that night and then like on Christmas morning I think they just opened like their stockings we didn't even open any presents we just had like cinnamon rolls and bacon and yeah. I really liked it. It was a lot more relaxing. But the kids said the next year they didn't like it. They like they wanted like the big Christmas morning. So then we went back to it. And I think we just let them like open up all the presents at once. And it was over yes. like five to ten minutes. And it was less stress. So I think it's yeah. just like trying different things and realizing that like everything is an option. There are no requirements. And if like this doesn't work for you or it's making you crazy or it's making your spouse crazy – and everybody's grumpy that thing is not working for you exactly exactly be true to you be true to you and your family yes. <laughs> be their advocate you know yeah because I know there's a lot of too that other people think that you should do things like I think even our extended family sometimes get in there and say well this is what you should be doing on the holidays this is how it should be going this is you know and just being like well that doesn't work for me. I think you touched on that too when you said like going to like six different houses for like you know you go to grandma's on Christmas and then you go to then if you have grandmas and great grandmas and then you end up at five different places and you watch your day. Yeah, <laughs> being like setting the boundaries and it doesn't work for your family or like the, I mean that wouldn't work for my kids. Luckily we don't have that situation. We only have to go to one house on Christmas Eve and one on Christmas Day. And so, but if I had to go to different houses, my kids, especially when they were younger the amount of crab and exhaustion that never 
to me would have been worth it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think in my head, I always wanted to do things like, I want to go to candlelight Christmas Eve service. But then I'm like, my kids and fire and like sitting through a dark service, that is never going to work. So we've never done that. Even though I'm like, oh, I really would like to go. But maybe like I should just go myself and they should stay home with my husband. You know, if that's something that's important to me that like not everybody has to go for it to work. Yeah. To be something special. Or how you were talking about maybe having like that patience of waiting till they're a little bit older too. Like that can even apply to us who have older kids, but still not quite old enough to do. Yes. <laughs> to hold a candle that, in church. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. But knowing that could be something to do in the future. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. This is a, this is a great conversation. I hope that people will just listen and feel affirmed and like be able to choose joy and peace going into the holidays, whether they're going to Thanksgiving, they're going into Christmas or even New Year's and just say, wow, what is going to work for me? What is not going to work for me? And like choosing joy and choosing peace for their family. I just hope that moms can hear that. And and that they don't feel like it's, you're not defi- your motherhood status isn't defined by how much a holiday you do. You know, if, it, if it's right for you, then you're doing a great job. <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. All right, Sarah. Well, I let it end our time on these rapid fire questions and they're different from last time. Some of them are, some of them are the same. So I'm anxious to hear what your answers are. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Which Disney princess would you want to take out to coffee? Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Oh, she's been popular lately, but she's very fun. We should just have a big group coffee with Rapunzel because she would just fit right in. Tangled version of Rapunzel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> would you rather spend a weekend at the cabin in a cabin in the woods or in the city with great restaurants? Oh gosh, cabin in the woods. <laughs> As the kids yell in the background, I understand. I understand. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is an ordinary moment that brings you great joy? Uh, when we sit down together as a family and we just have dinner, our dinner time routine. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Last show you binged and loved? Oh, God, there's been so many, but the good place is what comes to my head first. I've been watching that with my teenagers and we really, really liked it. So it's good. Yeah, and I just keep watching it over and over again. I'll be like, I should try this show. Nope, back to the good place. <laughs> That's your comfort zone. Go-to book, fiction or nonfiction? Currently fiction. I was going through a nonfiction phase. I'm going to say fiction for now. When you were five years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? Five? I think I wanted to be a teacher. What are you looking forward to? All. Oh, same. Yes, we're recording this in August where it is still blazing hot and super humid. So it is. Can't wait. Yeah. Yes. And that cabin in the woods, I want it to be like in Vermont in October. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully when this airs, it will be nice and cool and we will just be basking in like the gloriousness of fall. Yes, for sure. (laughs) All right. Last one. Finish the sentence. Motherhood is. Hard. Hard. (laughs) It is hard. Hard I am with you 100% on that. It is hard. 
Sarah, where can we find you online? Rebelhouselifeblog.com. All right. Basically it. I will share that in our show notes. And I'm so thankful you came on and I love talking to you. I feel like we have so much in common and good ideas and just down to earth advice. So thank you for being on here today. Thank you for having me. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I hope it encouraged you and gave you some good food for thought. We've hit one year of the Motherhood Metamorphosis podcast, and I'm pretty thrilled to meet this milestone. With almost 25,000 downloads for year one, I'm taking some big steps in year two and want to open up the podcast to sponsors. But not just any run-of-the-mill ads. I want to feature and support you, your businesses, side hustles, shops, social media accounts, the books you're writing, whatever. I want to feature the real live women and moms who are listening to this podcast to help you financially support your families and advance the projects that make your heart come alive. If you're interested in learning more about sponsoring an episode, send me an email. You can also become a financial supporter of the show at patreon.com slash the motherhood metamorphosis and at buy me a coffee. Donations to the podcast help me pay for hosting fees, Zoom costs, and also lets me know that you value the content I'm creating. Thank you again for listening and for all your support of this podcast. If you ever have any questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show or find out more about becoming a sponsor, please email me at brittanyaming at gmail.com. Um, yeah. I, I was watching this show with my husband and, and they said that they do this. This is, this is, I may end up cutting this out because this is kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a really funny story. They said they played, they played fart tennis at the Christmas table. They didn't ever pass a ball, but it was just like somebody farted at one end and then the other person farted at the other end and you kept it going for like as long as possible. <laughs> and that was their Christmas tradition. <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely thinking outside the box, I will say. (laughs) I was like, that's hilarious. And I could totally see that being something that would happen at my house.